Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord, praise God. You can be seated. <clears throat> We're so thankful for each of you that are here today to worship and to magnify the Lord with us. We're so honored that we have the greens with us today. And uh, let me just say, I'll I'll be up front. I'll just sometimes I you know I just there's things that happen you just need to speak out. And so I've had I've had a few little problems with Brother Green. I'll just let you know that up front. First of all, he and I had an understanding when he came that he would sit on the couch. And if I needed him, or if I wanted to talk to him at any time, he'd be there, and I'd just come sit down and talk with him, and he'd be there on the couch. Well, he has not done that. And we really didn't have an understanding about this, but, you know, we took it for granted that you'd sing religious songs. And <clears throat> Seriously, we are so honored to have them it's been a it's been such an honor and it's uh you know they're at home here and so uh probably he he can do things that probably normally he wouldn't do i don't know but uh but <clears throat> we are so glad to have them here and uh, i i'd like for sister green to greet this crowd today we're so glad to have her good morning praise the lord I'm so thankful to be here. I do feel right at home. I mean, I just feel in their, in their home, I feel right at home. And in this church, I feel right at home. So if I haven't met you today, please um, know that I would love to meet you. I would love to talk with you. There is nothing better in the world than Jesus. Getting involved in a relationship with him that takes you all through your life, brings blessing and hope and peace and joy, and then takes you into eternity. My goodness, God is so good. Thank you for letting us be here, Pastor and Sister McBride. Thank you for everything. They are such gracious hosts, as you guys know. They are cream of the crop, and we're thankful to be their friends. Praise the Lord. Brother Green, come. We want you to take your liberty in the Lord. We're looking for great things this week. Amen. I want to make a public apology for upsetting pastor and not uh, being in my proper place God is good to us amen wonderful time last night in the Holy Ghost thankful for what happened in our church service and feeling very uh, glad to be here today and feeling his strong anointing so I do give high honor to Bishop McBride and First Lady McBride also want to give honor to Pastor Jason Campbell and his bright as well we love and appreciate you very much all the ministry of this church and of course our friend the O'Briens we've ministered with even across the pond so love and appreciate them very much I'm directing your attention to the gospel of Luke chapter 23 I'd like to stand one more time that's a beautiful expression of your respect for the Word of God as we read our text Luke chapter 23 Pastors made a statement a couple of times about the coyotes that were 
singing to us between two and three. I probably shouldn't let him know that was me and Lois outside the... We were practicing songs for this service today. <laughs> Verse 32, Luke 23, and there were also two other malefactors led with Jesus to be put to death. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he be the Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew, this is the king of the Jews. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Wow. Deathbed repentances are rare. They're rare. It's a difficult thing for a man or a woman to tell God no all their life. It really is difficult to tell God no all their life and then when their last breaths are being breathed to say yes to God. There are maybe two or three times in my entire lifetime in ministry that I've seen this happen. But more times than seeing deathbed repentances, I have seen individuals that even had a chance for repentance and just would not. One individual looked us in the eye, dying of the dreaded AIDS virus from the lifestyle he had given himself to, knowing that he had lived in his earlier life for God. And now he said, it doesn't matter that God has sent you here to tell me he'd forgive me. I cannot repent. I had thrown him under the bus and cursed his name, and there's no way that I can speak repentance now. It's a difficult thing. But maybe one of the greatest acts of mercy and grace, this thief on the cross has a few breaths left. Lord, remember me when thou come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, this day, you'll be with me in Paris. But I'm preaching about this prayer that is so effective. Remember me. And that's my title, Remember Me. 
God bless you. You may be seated. She came to church that day. It was not a normal church service time. But making her ways through the door and perhaps the dimly lit auditorium faced her. Even before she could make her way all the way down to an altar where she could pray. Sobbing tears began to pour from her. Until perhaps the last few steps were not taken on her feet but her knees as she now crawled to an altar. Sobbing, crying, moaning. Indeed, her words are even so unintelligible. They cannot really be understood as real words, just moanings and groanings as she is praying unto God. Indeed, the scripture lets us know that there was a priest in the church that day that was half backslidden, if you can be half backslidden. And he misunderstood the prayers that she was praying. He smote her and said, why are you drunk in the house of God, Hannah? And Hannah, through tears, broken voice, I'm not drunk, but I'm so desperate for God to give me a child. And she begins to pray in deeper sobs and in deeper moans with this prayer. Remember, O oh God, how that I have been barren. Remember how that I have been picked on because I could not provide for my husband a heritage or a son. Remember how I have been faithful to my home and faithful to a husband and faithful to a church. Remember that I've been faithful to my synagogue, faithful in my stewardship, faithful in my walk with you, God. And hear my prayer today, oh God. Remember who I am where I have been, what I have dealt with, and my faithfulness, and give me the desires of my heart. God hears the desperate prayers of remember me. And not only is she so desperate to declare, give me a child and I will give him back to you. But she fulfills that promise when that child is in her and that Samuel, that future prophet, begins to grow in her womb and now is born and weaned. She brings him back to the church, drops him off, turns and goes back home. It's a powerful prayer of remember me when you've got a deep desire and a hunger and a thirst for some blessing or favor in your life. If you can point to a life of faithfulness, if you can point to some kind of faithful stewardship, if you can point to the faithfulness of how you've walked with God, you've been faithful to the church, you've been faithful, it's a powerful prayer to say, remember God, even I've walked as one that's an underdog and been picked on, but remember the faithfulness of my life and grant me the desires of my heart. The prophet went to the house of the king, stood before the king very bold and brazen when he began to say the prophetic word from God. Hezekiah, your life is over. 
get things ready and prepared because you will die and you will not live. No exceptions. And he leaves after having spoken the prophetic word from God. And Hezekiah turns his face to the wall with a prayer of, remember me. Oh, my God. Remember how that I removed the high places of idolatry in the land. Remember how I broke down the images of false gods. I cut down the groves in which they worshipped in their idolatry. I break in pieces the brazen serpent that had become their God that they were worshipping. I trusted in the Lord God of Israel. Remember God how I kept your commandments. I rebelled against the king of Assyria and served him not. I smote the Philistines, the enemy of God's people. Remember the actions that I have taken. Oh God, and grant me more life. He was able to point to things he had done for the kingdom of God. How he had been valiant. How he had stepped up and used his resources for the kingdom of God. And When he began to pray, remember me, oh my God. God turned the prophet back around. Go tell Hezekiah he's got 15 more years. God will give you health. He will give you length of life. He'll restore a wholeness to your physical body. He'll restore a wholeness to you emotionally. He'll restore a wholeness to you spiritually. If you know how to pray, remember me. And you can point to something that you have done for the kingdom of God. Remember how I helped to build this building, oh God. Remember how I was a part of the music ministry, oh God. Remember how I've given myself to teaching and preaching the people. Remember how I've done this or that. It's a Powerful prayer of remember me, oh my God. Moses has been told by God that while you are receiving the Ten Commandments up on the top of Mount Sinai, speaking as it were face to face, down in the valley Israel has backslid. But step out of the way, God tells Moses, and I will wipe them all out for their backslidden, for their idolatry, for the perversion and the immorality for which they have steeped themselves. God said, Moses, I will raise up from your seed a people that will be my people, and they will be a tribe for me or a nation for me. And Moses begins to stand in the gap with a remember, O God, prayer. But his prayer is this. Remember Abraham, their fathers. Remember Isaac and Jacob, their ancestors. Remember the covenant of how Abraham walked with you and talked with you and became the father of the faithful. Remember how that Isaac redug all the wells and prepared a land that you would give to your people. Remember how that Jacob made himself wealthy and brought forth 12 sons that became the tribe and they all carried the covenant promise of Jehovah God with them all their life and even died in faith and for the sake of not them the backslidden children but for the sake of their fathers would you show mercy again remember the walk that the daddies had remember the walk that the mama had and show mercy again I am convinced 
I am only here today because of the mercy of God and parents that knew how to pray for backslidden children and pastors that knew how to preach and reach and intercessors that knew how to get a hold of God for a backslidden young man raised in the church. Not because I deserved mercy. Not because there was amount of grace that was saved just for me. But someone prayed that had a faithful walk with God. Someone said, remember my faithfulness and my walk with you, God. And mercy and grace was extended to me. As it has been to many of us in the house. Because mama knew how to pray. Dad knew how to walk with God, or Grandma had a powerful mantle anointing of God. Remember me is a powerful prayer. But this prayer we have read in our text is different than any of these remember me prayers. So get the picture. It is the Via Dolorosa. It's the way of suffering. It is the pain and the agony of Christ's passion. As he has been to the whipping post. Beard ripped from his face. In the fist. Burly strong Roman soldiers. Spittle is dripping from his ear. As they have coughed up the nastiest thing they can. To deliver it to his face. And not on the physical abuse. Being beating. Ridiculed is also abusing him. As everyone seems to come together. In a mob-like atmosphere to mock him. To somehow make him feel no one loves him. No one believes in him. And we see those that gather to mock him are the elders, the scribes, the soldiers, and the people that are there. But one gospel in particular declares, both Matthew and Mark actually, say that the thieves, both of the thieves joined in with the same mocking. And they said, if you have any power whatsoever, yes, save yourself. And while you're at it, get us off of this crucifixion as well. Save us as well. And they are mocking him that somehow there's no way he has power. He's not who he say he is. He's not the Christ. He's not the Messiah. Or he could save himself. He talked about saving others. Why doesn't he save himself? The thieves join in with the mocking. But then one thief, one malefactor, begins to have a repentant spirit. And he turns to the other thief, his compadre in crime, and he says, we're not doing good. This is not right. Because me and you, we have murdered. We have stolen. We have hurt. And we deserve what we are getting because we have been to a judicial trial and society has passed the law upon us and we are dying. But... This one in between us, he is not murdered. He is not stolen. He is not hurt. He is righteous. And he is holy. And after rebuking his fellow thief, the malefactor now turns to Jesus and prays that powerful prayer. Remember me, oh my God. 
Lord, remember me. But what in the world is this thief wanting Jesus to remember? Surely not the crimes that has brought him to this crucifixion. Surely not the individuals that begged for mercy as he ruthlessly took their lives. Surely not the young ladies that perhaps they molested as they were begging for somehow, just leave me be, I won't tell, nobody will know. And they did their sin anyway. What could they possibly want Jesus to remember? Why is he praying a prayer? Remember me, O Lord. Surely he doesn't want the Lord to remember his life. There doesn't seem to be any faithfulness in his life. We don't have any record that he had a praying mama or a praying daddy. We don't have any record that his grandpa was a preacher somewhere. What can he be asking God? Remember me. Not what I've done for you. And surely not what I've done to you. But remember me, oh my Lord. And if you'll allow me just a little pun, I don't think he was saying, look at my life and see what I've done and see the faithfulness, and see the great things that I've done for the kingdom, see how this, see how that, no. I think he was saying, I've only got a few last breaths to breathe and I will never put one penny in the offering plate. I will never knock on a single door or teach a single Bible study. I will not go to any church services and help create an atmosphere of worship. I will not play one song of worship on the platform or sing one hymn in the congregation. I have nothing to give to the kingdom of God. I've got just a few last breaths. My life has been filled with debauchery and sin. I've left a wake of hurt and pain everywhere I've gone. I've got nothing for you to look at and remember me. But would you... In these last few breaths I have, take all the ugly, scarred, pain, brokenness of all of my members and take my members and remake me. Remember me so that when I die, I die a different member, a different individual than the way I lived. I've got nothing to give. I've got nothing to offer. I cannot do anything in my future for the kingdom. But still, I'm saying, would you take this broken, destroyed mess that I've made of my life and somehow remember me? so that I can die a different man. And then what I have lived and true to the remember me prayer, it is powerful to Jesus. And with everything that he is doing for all mankind on the cross and the difficulty of the pain that Jesus is dealing with, as he is trying to just as a man get through this Calvary suffering, he takes the time to speak mercy and grace to a man that has nothing to offer. And he says, today, if you can make it through now, 
in just a few hours today, you'll be with me in paradise. And he speaks hope and strength and salvation to this man. I've prayed this prayer, remember me. And I know the grace and the mercy of God that flooded my soul. But I can also remember how many times I prayed with white knuckles gripping the pew in front of me. How many times I prayed just wanting to get through the service so I could be with my friends after church. How many times, I don't even know why I wound up in church, but now the conviction and the love and the mercy of God upon me. How many times did I pray, not now, God. Don't deal with me today, God. Just leave me alone with your mercy and grace. I'm not ready. I've still got things I want to do. There's still things in my life I want to pursue. And there with white knuckles gripping the pew, I said, pass me by. Don't look at me today. Don't let me feel your love. It's not yet the right time. Not even knowing how desperately close I might have been to my eternity. And except for the grace and the mercy of God that I would have another chance to find another church service to feel His mercy and His praise, His presence again. But when my heart was ready and I had become so tangled in the sin and the webs and the mistakes that I could not help myself I could not pick myself up. I could not deliver myself. I could not direct my future. That I began to pray a prayer, half wondering if he would even hear me. This time when I go to church, God, don't pass me by. This time when I get to church, your mercy is what I hunger for with all my life. This time when I walk through them doors, your grace is what I need more than anything else. And even before I came through the doors, I'm praying, remember me, oh my God. Not so much a prayer of remember my backslidden days in the youth when I had said no, God, and when I had trudged through the blood of Calvary to walk out and to do whatever I wanted, but a prayer of, Look at me now. It changed my life. Remember me. I've got nothing but brokenness to give. There in a church service, not expecting really the grace and the mercy of God. My prayers were past me not. Oh, gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others, even in this church, thou art calling. Do not pass me by. Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others, you are calling. Do not pass me by. 
Let me at a throne of mercy find a sweet relief. Kneeling there in deep contrition, help me in my unbelief. Savior, Savior, trusting only in thy merit would I seek thy face. Lest my wounded, broken spirit save me only by thy grace. Thou the spring of all my comfort more than life to me. Whom have I on earth beside thee? Whom in heaven but thee? Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. There is such a drawing of the love of God in this place today. To people who are willing to be vulnerable and say, I need Jesus. I've tried it on my own. And I have found that I cannot help myself. I need Him. Oh, I need Him every day. I need Him. And if you can admit where we are today, if you can admit where you are today, then a prayer of remember me will turn your entire life around. He'll take the brokenness of your life and give you joy and peace. He'll take the bruise of your spirit and set you free at liberty. He'll take all the destruction of your life and make something beautiful out of the burnt ashes of your past. Remember, remember me. Would you stand with me? Remember me. Oh, my God. I'm preaching to people in the place today who are honest with themselves and know that they need to get right with God. Today is the day. Today is the day. Don't put it off one more service. Don't put it off one more week. Don't wait until you get things worked out in your life. You'll never get it worked out in your life. Don't wait for a more appropriate time. There is no more appropriate time. Don't wait until this happens or that happens. Today is the day. Would you let worship just move across this auditorium? Those who have prayed this prayer know the mercy of God. Let thankfulness and gratefulness be upon your lips. Oh, what an awesome God you are. How great in mercy. How plentiful in grace. You're so full of faithfulness. You are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. I feel like I need to give an old-fashioned altar call. If you're ready for God to take all the brokenness of your past and to make you new today in His presence, why don't you make your way from where you're standing and just walk down to this front? I promise you prayer warriors will join you immediately. This church is praying for you that you might make the right choice. 
If you've tried to do your own thing and it failed, now's the time. Come on down the front right now. There you go. Come on down to the front right now. There's prayer warriors joining you. And God's going to take the ashes of your life and make something beautiful. There you go. There you go. Prayer warriors are coming with those that are coming. Intercessors are coming in the altar with those that are coming. It's okay if you want to invite the person beside you that needs their life to be totally changed by the presence of God. Would you come with us? Would you come with us? Would you come with us? It doesn't matter how many times you have prayed a prayer of repentance. If you'll pray it today, there's a chance to be turned around in your life to never be the same. Would you come? I'm extending the altar call a few minutes for you. Would you come? For you, would you come? Church, would you come with us and join us in the altar? Bring somebody with you. God is here in the prayer of repentance. God is here in the prayer of remember me. Lives are being changed. Find someone to be moved on with compassion and let the Holy Ghost begin to change. Change your life. And even faith for you My heart and my flesh Cry out for the living God Living God Incline your ears With trembling and tears of yearning To the throne of grace to seek your face, I'm burning, longing for you. I need you, yes, I need you. Nothing, no place, no one else will do. Lord, I need you, yes, I need you. You satisfy longing inside of me. My soul longs and even faints for you. Lord, my heart and my flesh, they cry out for the living God, the living God. Just incline your ear with trembling and tears of yearning. To the throne of grace, to seek your face. I'm burning, I'm longing for you, God. I need you, yes, I need you. Nothing, no place, no one else will do. Lord, I need you, yes, I need you. Because you satisfy the longing inside. I need you. Yes, I need you, Lord. Nothing, 
no place, none else will do. I need you, I need you, Lord. You satisfy the longing inside of me. Longing inside of me. Oh, I need you. Yes, Lord, I need you. Yes, I need you, Lord, and nothing and no place, no one else will do. I need you. Yes, I need you, Lord. You satisfy the longing inside. I need you. Yes, I need you, Lord, nothing, no place, no one else will do. God, I need you. Yes, I need you, cause you satisfy the longing inside. I need you, yes, I need you, Lord, nothing and no place, no one else will do. I need you, yes, I need you, Lord, you satisfy the longing inside of me, Longing inside of me. Oh, the longing inside of me is for you. Oh, I need you. The longing inside of me is for you. Yeah, I need you. 
I need your mercy. I need your grace. I need your hand leading the way. I can't make it without you. Not for one day. God, I need your mercy. Lord, I need your mercy. Jesus, I need your mercy. Oh, yes, I need your grace. I need your mercy. Lord, I need your grace. I need your hand leading my way. I can't make it, make it without you. Not for one day. I need your mercy. Lord, I need your mercy. Oh, I need your mercy, Jesus. Yes, I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need your grace. Yes, I need your hand, Lord, leading my way. I can make it without you, Lord, not for one day. Yes, I need your mercy, Jesus, Lord, I need your mercy. Oh, Lord, I need your mercy. Yes, and I need your grace. Oh, I need your mercy. I need your mercy and your grace, your mercy. I need your mercy. 